We are back for more Sports Drive here on ESPN Pensacola, 1330 AM, 99.1 FM. And I am joined by Brent Beard of First Coast News, also co-host of the SEC and Helping Podcast. Brent, hopefully your weekend was a good one. How are you doing today? Uh, doing okay. And uh, still a good amount of stuff that is going on in college football. Obviously, college basketball is... Um, is kind of slowly taking over at this point, but it is uh, uh, still plenty going on, which is great. Yeah, most certainly so. Um, and one of the things that we talked about a little bit last week, uh, the the news with Jaden Rashada, and even learning more throughout the week about this situation where you know he finds out, okay, 13 million dollar NIL deal isn't going to happen for whatever reason. To me, it seems like he didn't really like Florida that much. And I don't know if that's just wrong of me to assume that, but when you're looking at these prospects and all the different things, of course, that you have to pitch to them, it's not only now the NIL deals, but also the program as you normally would, the university, the campus, the the you know, the depth chart, the the, the environment and all those other things. I mean, it, it, it seemed like I mean he was already there and all of a sudden, the NIL deal is off, and he's like, "Yep, I'm done. I want my, I want my." It's not even like there was a negotiation. There was no chance of that that Florida was going to keep him. And and I question whether or not he actually wanted to be at Florida outside of the NIL deal. Really, he needed to go. Uh, I, I mean, it's like I I told the uh, um, the Clay County Gator Club last week if if the kid doesn't want to be there, you don't need him. Yeah, uh, I I still am not sure that um, that those numbers uh, with the 13 million are correct. Uh, look, there's no <laughs> the there there is no senior quarterback worth that kind of money. I mean, that's more money than Patrick Mahomes makes uh, in a year, probably. Uh, and I know that's broken down over four years, but still, in the, in the in the NFL guys get their money obviously with a signing bonus, but uh, but no, you there's just no way you can pay a guy that. But and and again, Drew, we just don't know what happened. Did the uh, did Florida change your mind, or did the hmm. Rashad and his family hmm. yeah change yeah. their mind? So that. That's really what we uh, uh, we just don't know uh, at this point. Now, Florida, to their credit, um, did a little bit better uh, as far as uh, NIL. Well, when I say NIL, I meant as far as the transfer portal is concerned, uh, which they needed to, uh, but they got... Uh, even today, a uh, transfer from uh, Tulane, and that's a good club now, what they have done. Cameron Carroll ran for 1,600 yards in five seasons, and that's a lot in five seasons. Um, the, um, uh, but, I mean, he gives them, he gives them some depth. Uh, that they needed, and and again, Florida's defense I think is going to be better. Their 
running back room is maybe as good as anybody in the SEC. Their offensive line, uh, I think, is is very good. Their offensive line may average six six three thirty six, and that would be a big group. Uh, so, uh, but, but but no, I, but all people look at is a quarterback situation. Ricky Pearsall comes back. Uh, that was decided in the last few weeks. Ethan White has moved on to Southern Cal, but they they actually could be better than people think they are. Yeah, most certainly. Brent Beard of First Coast News and co-host of the SEC and Helping Podcast, college football analyst, joining the Sports Drive now and, and continuing that point about the quarterback situation at Florida. Saturday, down south, did a, an interesting article, a way-too-early prediction of who each starting quarterback is going to be in the SEC. And Florida, as they had marked or predicted at least right now, would be Graham Mertz. Now, going back to his days at Wisconsin, you you, you look at what, what he did and you think, okay, uh, this is not the guy who we want starting for us. Um, some of it, though, they think is maybe what Paul Christ was doing on offense compared to what Billy Napier would be doing. Obviously, it's good to have that cohesiveness between a head coach and their quarterback and, and, and the system as well. But going into this spring, is there somebody who you can give the job, maybe, maybe a, or a fa- display a favorite for the job, Brent? I mean, whether it be Mertz or Jack Miller or, or even Ricky Pierce. I, I mean, I, I've being a guy that I don't know how much you in include the wide receivers in making a decision like this if you're Billy Napier, but what is going to be the decision that ultimately comes down to Graham Mertz or Jack Miller with this quarterback battle, do you think? Well, I won't be surprised if they end up getting another one before it's over. Um, they may just realize that uh, that this thing is not, is not going to be uh, – really where they want it. Now, look, Mertz is not what a lot of people wanted. I understand that um, in a lot of ways. But at the same time, I mean, Mertz, Mertz basically is a game manager. Um, mm. And, yeah. they, and that, that doesn't always have to be that bad. Now, look, they had... Here's the difference in the in in next year and last year. They you you've got a specimen, this Herculean athlete, in uh, Anthony Richardson, who was either uh, tremendous or he was awful, and there was rarely any in between. So uh, the problem with Richardson was he could not make normal plays. He just could not. Uh, he'd miss open receivers. Um, and, and they didn't need Drew uh, for Richardson to be elite. They just needed him to be normal, just make some normal plays. But he really couldn't do that. So my contention is what they need this year is until they really are able to get a guy. Um, and I think they've got some guys coming. Uh, but it won't be next year, is Mertz is the kind of a guy who can probably make normal plays. He can probably hit uh, ETN coming out of the backfield uh, where Richardson would not even get the ball close to him. And if you can do some of that, they will be better. Um, 
Are they going to be elite? Probably not. But uh, that that's my contention for them is just get someone in there uh, who can even make average plays when you that you didn't have last year. Brent Beard of First Coast News, college football analyst there and also co-host of the SEC and Helping Podcast joining the show. Uh, another interesting battle we're going to get is Ole Miss's quarterback room maybe the best in the SEC or in all of college football when you look at Jackson Dart, Spencer Sanders, Walker Howard coming in. Uh, Saturday Down South thinks that Spencer Sanders will be the guy. It, it's interesting that Sanders, a guy that has been very good and very solid at Oklahoma State, would come to a program that's already got that starter who is returning in Jackson Dart. Do you know if, I mean, he's transferring into play, you would assume, obviously, and he would be the favorite in this, but do you think that Jackson Dart or even Walker Howard may have something to say about that with Ole Miss's spring? Well, I'm sure they will. I mean, now Sanders, to his credit, has a year of eligibility left. Um, started four years with Mike Gundy, 85 total touchdowns. Um, so that's fairly impressive. Um, I mean, Dart was okay. Frankly, Walker Howard is a young kid that we really don't know what he can do besides dance a little bit with Brian Kelly. Um, <laughs> so Sanders could um, uh, he could fill the void there. Yeah, I don't think he excites people necessarily. But but at the same time, uh, he is. Uh, I, I mean, he's just steady, and uh, frankly, as much as anything else, that's what they need. Absolutely. Uh, switching gears to to college basketball, real quick: Alabama, Auburn, and Tennessee, the class of the conference. But a, a lot of depth there. It seems like it's those three, and then a mixed bag of everybody else. I mean, Missouri's fourteen and five. They've had some issues in conference play. The Florida Gators recently beat them. They've uh, bounced back with a big win after their loss to Texas A&M uh, to be up in the upper half of the SEC. LSU have really faltered, losing six in a row. Uh, what can you say about the conference so far, Brent, where you've got six teams in the net top 50, Florida being included in there uh, with this group of teams led by Alabama, Auburn, and Tennessee? Well, uh, I think what's shaking out now is uh, the upper half of the league is very good, but the lower half of the league uh, right now is those two entities are separating themselves by the week uh, to the point where you've got some really very average to poor teams uh, now in the league. Uh, I mean, South Carolina... Uh, Vanderbilt, LSU, um, uh, you know, the Mississippi schools mm-hmm. aren't real good. Um, I think Arkansas will be okay, even though they hit a, uh, a down spurt. But I will say this, I think the, the upper echelon of the league's really good. Um, I mean, Alabama and Tennessee as good as anybody in the nation right now. Uh, and there's some argument about Alabama could be number one. Uh, Kentucky seems to have found themselves uh, with this lineup that they've got, even, although Shweebway is, I mean, done almost next to nothing. Florida, to their credit, playing much better. Mm. Um, uh, they, they've lost a lot of tough games. 
should have beat A&M twice. A&M's really good, too, um, and they deserve a lot of credit. So um, uh, the, the um, – uh, I mean, that that Missouri was – Alabama kind of dismantled them, but, but Brown did not play, and that made a big difference in the, the kid from the North Alabama. Uh, so I tell you, uh, this – this bunch is going to be, uh, uh, I think, um, really difficult to deal with in the tournament um, uh, because of these teams uh, learning and playing off each other. So, um, it, it uh, look, it's a really good year in the league, but, Drew, it, it's becoming more and more obvious to me uh, that uh, your – um, the the middle to the bottom of the league, uh, and, and and you know probably to be kind is just not very good, are they? No, no, they're not. And I I wonder. I'm intrigued to to get your thoughts on this. Obviously, as you said, Arkansas hit a little bit of a bad run. They 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 did bounce back with a win recently. They're 13 and six, but only two and five in the league. But you look at Ole Miss is obviously a little bit of a a big problem with Kermit Davis. I hadn't been able to get it done. But LSU. New head coach, Mississippi State, they've had some struggles. South Carolina, new coach. Missouri, new coach. Uh, yeah. And we've seen and even Mike White has done a decent job with Georgia, but still mm-hmm. going into a, a newer environment. Uh, it, do you think that has any part to play in it, along with the fact that, I mean, talent-wise, LSU's got a lot of talent, but they had so many. I, I lost count with how many guys they had leave the program and new guys that they had come yeah. in. I mean, it, it is a tough task for what uh, McMahon's had to do. I think that can factor into it, but you, you, I think you're 100% right where we're, we're seeing an upper half and a bottom half, and, it, and that line is pretty clear. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, yeah. there's no doubt about that. I, I mean, for instance, you've got three games tomorrow night. Missouri and Ole Miss. Missouri will, will likely win that game. Uh, LSU to Arkansas. Arkansas is a better team. Kentucky, Manny, and Kentucky is a better team. So it's going to help Florida, they got South Carolina uh, Wednesday night uh, in that game. Now, uh, then they've got the uh, Big 12 Challenge uh, this weekend, which would be interesting, uh, too. Uh, look, Georgia's better uh, right now, uh, but anything would be better than what they had. Right. Uh, uh, but I still say Mike White is probably going to be Mike White in that they will they will end up um, in a situation where um, they'll 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 maybe skate in uh, under the bar uh, in their uh, you know to get in the tournament they'll be probably one and done uh, but. For now, uh, that will be improvement uh, compared to where they've been. So, um, uh, so White will uh, White's going to do a good job, but I mean the reality of it is, and they're going to have they're going to have one or two really good wins, and then they'll blow about three or four games too. Uh, so I, I, I mean, look, and and that will be kind of a typical Mike White season. 
He's Brent Beard of First Coast News and also co-host of the SEC and Helping Podcast. Brent, appreciate the time as always. You have a good one. We'll enjoy these college basketball games this weekend. We will. Take care, bud. We will again, Brent Beard. More Sports Drive continues next after the break. We're diving in to the divisional round games. Chiefs, Bengals, Eagles, 49ers. We'll talk about those matchups and recap in the weekend next as the Sports Drive continues right here on ESPN Pensacola and the ESPN Pensacola app. 